And the Oscar goes and to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar to... goes to... My only object in being here is to try and get at the truth. What shall I go? What shall I do? He's looking at you, kid. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I could have been a contender. Fasten yourself. I could have been somebody. They can only kill me with a golden bullet. What have I done? Call me Mr. Tibbs. I'm gonna make him an offer. Oh, real man. Love is, is love. too weak a word. Stay back. I, I love you. 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 If there's something wrong, it's wrong with the instructions. This ain't reality TV! Respect it and validate it. Remember that you told me? It's time, Robbie! Welcome to the next Best Picture Podcast. And the Oscar goes to The Shape of Water. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 125 of the Next Best Picture Podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia, and joining me today on January 13th at 11.07 a.m. is Will Mavity. Hi, guys. Cody Derricks. Happy phase two. JC Aldridge. Hi, everybody. Tom O'Brien. Hey there, folks. And from across the pond, hailing from the UK, Liam. Hello. All right. So, Liam, happy to have you join us. Yeah, well, yeah. Figured you were talking about BAFTAs. It'd be rude not to. Yeah, yeah, no. This week we definitely are. We are going to be discussing uh, the BAFTA nominations. We are also going to be discussing uh, the Critics' Choice Awards, which are being held tonight. So we will give our predictions on that rather quickly. We'll get through that, you know, pretty quick, all things considered, because for anyone listening after today, it'll be a moot point. Uh, but we're also going to talk about the PGA. We're going to talk about the DGA. We're going to talk about some trailers that are dropped this week. We're going to talk about the guilds. We're going to answer questions, the polls, the works. It's a jam-packed episode here at Next Best Picture. I want to get right into it, actually, right off the top of the bat here. BAFTA nominations were announced this week. I <laughs> lovingly woke up at 3 a.m., posted those, got those up for everyone, and they provided more questions than answers, in my opinion, as far as what the heck is going to be happening come the Oscar nominations on January 22nd. We're going to go uh, go through these really quickly here. For Best Music, nominees are Terrence Blanchard, Black Klansman, Nicholas Bertel, If Beale Street Could Talk, Alexandra Desplat, Isle of Dogs, Mark Shaman, Mary Poppins Returns, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, and Lucas Nelson for A Star Is Born. Which... I want to just preface by saying that's not an original score nomination. The category is just best music. What's everyone's thoughts on this category here? Well, I really want Isle of Dogs to win something. And I feel like maybe this is his, this is the best shot. He just won movie. last year. Yeah. Ain't going to win again. He, he ain't no John Williams. It is interesting though, of the big contenders, Everything pretty much has missed somewhere. I know. know, First Man missed here, despite them giving the film seven nominations. Uh, Beale Street missed the Globes. Black Panther missed here. Um, you, You know, Black Klansman missed most everywhere except for here. So you basically just have Isle of Dogs and Mary Poppins Returns. Which Isla Dogs isn't winning, A, because the love for the film isn't there. It's not even going to win animated film. And Desplat has won twice recently. So that does leave Mary Poppins, who's hit everywhere. You know, I, I do believe, though, that if you take out A Star is Born and replace it with Justin Hurwitz for First Man, this is probably our five for original score. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Or do you think Black Panther can still sneak in? 
I still think Panther can sneak in. The music branch does like that score. And even though the film is proving not to be as popular as we thought, it is still well-liked, especially below the line. I mean, I, I think that is possible. Let's move over to documentary. Free Solo, McQueen, RBG, They Shall Not Grow Old, Three Identical Strangers. Definitely some omissions here. Won't You Be My Neighbor? Not included in the lineup. It's a supremely American movie, though. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, was They Shall Not Grow Old, was that eligible this year or it is but okay. it's also but it also didn't get the qualifying run that it needed to compete for the academy awards however bafta still made some room for it got it okay uh film not in the english language capernaum cold war dogman roma and shoplifters of those five dogman is not eligible uh, for the best foreign language film at the Oscars this year, leaving Capernaum, Cold War, Roma, and Shoplifters, uh, four films that have landed uh, nominations at uh, elsewhere. I, I believe, actually, if I remember correctly, all four of them got Golden Globe noms, right? Uh, Cold War did not. Cold War, that's right. Oh, that's correct. But Cold War had a great showing at BAFTA yes. oh, yeah. overall. So I, I don't know what to do here. Uh, Tom, Will, have you guys given any thought to the best foreign language film category in terms of which five may, you know, translate? Well, I, it, it'll be very interesting because, I mean, Roma seems to be, you know, in a category of its own. But on the other hand, Cold War also got a directing nomination from BAFTA. Mm. It is interesting that Cold War and Roma... For all the nominations that Cold War received here at BAFTA, original screenplay, director, cinematography, it is going up against uh, Roma in all of those categories. It, 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 it's a toughie. Uh, Shoplifters just won the uh, uh, Palm Springs uh, Foreign Film Award, and uh, I don't know whether it's too late to start any momentum for that film, but God, it's a lovely film. Shoplifters mm. has momentum. I was at an event for Roma last night, and talk to someone who's on the foreign language nominating committee. And other than Roma, she said that is her favorite foreign film of the year and implied that was a sentiment that a number of members in the, in the foreign committee echoed. So I think Shoplifters is, sorry, um, yeah, Shoplifters is safer than, say, Burning, to be honest. It's yeah. definitely a kind yeah. of almost feel-good movie and until the last 20 minutes, obviously. And even then, it's still a rather optimistic outlook as opposed to something like Capernaum, which is pretty much devastating from start to finish. Oh, yeah. I barely made it through Capernaum in terms of just holding back the waterworks. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Sound. Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Mission Impossible, Fallout, A Quiet Place, and A Star is Born. Will, can Mission Impossible Fallout still squeak in an Oscar nomination somewhere? Uh, can it? Yes. Do I think it will? No. I mean, the BAFTAs sadly have had a history of throwing tech nominations to cool projects that Ampus chooses not to. I think, regrettably, the CAS 5 plus... Roma are pretty much going to be our films battling for sound editing and sound mixing. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. Uh, animated feature, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, JC, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <sighs> Weird they only had three nominations, and that did not include the very British early man, which makes me think that if the Brits didn't go for it, then Ampus 
certainly won't since that's like the most British animated film in history. Liam, you saw Early Man early this year. You wrote the review actually for the site. Uh, What was your thoughts to Early Man missing here? I mean, it's a bit of a surprise because they they do love uh, Ardman and uh, Nick Park. But I think that his films probably play a lot better with international audiences. It's, it's got a British charm about it that, that might play better with, with Ampass. Um, and maybe BAFTA are just getting a little bit bored of seeing the same kind of thing from him. Mm. Special visual effects, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, First Man, Ready Player One. I will say this, this gave me confidence in a First Man nomination in VFX, which... Uh, Will, I know, obviously, uh, you talked a little bit about it uh, last week as well, the VFX uh, bake-off that you attended. They did have an impressive reel, although they did lean more towards practical, like Dunkirk last year. That's right. Uh, their reel was not impressive. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought you had said it was. Cut. Mm. Their, pres- their, their, their speech afterwards is what may have saved them. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. That being said, you know, it did show up at BAFTA, but BAFTA has a long history of nominating things in this category that the Academy does not very frequently. Well, could you know. Fantastic Beasts be that option? Well, there's usually several films. Oh, I see. Yeah. Ooh, that doesn't I bode mean, well. Fantastic Beasts obviously is that option, but it there may be more. Hair and makeup. Look at that. Five nominees. Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Mary Queen of Scots, Stan and Ollie, and Vice. Any thoughts on there? I'm starting to feel a little bit better about a Mary Queen of Scots nomination for makeup. I'm not going to lie. That, um, what Will told us though about them not showing up to the bake off really, really made me wary. No, I'm with you on that. I, I, I understand. But, I guess I'm just basing it on quality alone and what I've seen in the film itself. I, I oh, just it think it's very itself, impressive. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder if because of the late release, um, if it's at top of mind for a lot of people, some people are going to pop in that screener to check out Margot Robbie's uh, SAG and BAFTA nominated performance. I wonder if it could carry along something else with it as a result. So uh, the favorite showing up here is the only film that is not on the uh, makeup shortlist for the Academy. Uh, so I would say, like, if anything, uh, these four, Bohemian Rhapsody, Mary Queen of Scots, Stan and Ollie, Vice, and then you got to throw in a little oddball uh, pick, which, uh, Will, y- you're pretty certain Borders getting in, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the only reason it missed the makeup and hairstylist guild is I, I think it was ineligible because they're not guild members. Foreign mm. films that are not made by guild members never get in. I mean, apparently that reel went over like gangbusters with the Academy. That is, that is literally the only film of the seven that I feel confident saying this is getting in more so than I would for even Vice or Black Panther. And you say that because of the past nomination history with um, what was it like the uh, the man who of the hundred yeah. year old man who claimed out the window disappeared. Il Devo exactly. CSI. Yeah, they yeah there's a trend there for sure. Scandinavian prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not a gimmick. I mean, it really is very, very key to uh, the effect of the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this time around, you know, like the, the fact that they just transform those actors is what makes the film work. That and monster penises that show up. Oh, boy. Mm. Costume design. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Mary Queen of Scots. This seems like it could be an Oscar five. 
uh, all, but maybe maybe take out Battle of Buster Scruggs and replace it with something like uh, a previous winner, like Fantastic Beasts, maybe. Yeah. Maybe or Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. Oh shoot, that's right, Black Panther. Oh, I want to use that as an opportunity now uh, to say that. Like, man, Black Panther got the shaft from BAFTA. Like, unbelievably so. It's absurd. Yeah. It should have showed up in costume design, production design, the makeup, at least. With five slots, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And and the fact that it got in for visual effects, which, in all honesty, objectively speaking, I don't even think are that great. I, I'm just very perplexed by it showing here. But at the same time, I'm not, because I think we all for the most part, predicted Black Panther was not going to be a nomination leader here, but I was still very surprised that it only got that lone visual effects nomination in the end. Does anyone know how it did box office-wise in the UK? Well, I mean, worldwide, uh, it did... What did it do? Like 600 million worldwide? Black Panther? Yeah. Like Black Panther was a billion. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, it would have been about 600. I'm just try- like, trying to suss out, and maybe, Liam, you can speak to this, if it was as much of a cultural moment in the UK as it was here. Um, I, I think it got a bit overshadowed by, by Infinity War. Everyone was kind of in the zone ready to watch that. And Black, Black Panther came out, what, a month or two beforehand? Um, so it probably didn't do as well as it could have done over here. Mm. Gotcha. That's interesting. The other thing, too, to also consider is that the BAFTAs actually have, nomin- uh, have membership overlap with the Academy here. And, Will, you mentioned earlier Black Panther's kind of lackluster guild showing where it's not getting in expectedly everywhere where it should and we'll get to that in a bit when we discuss the other guilds i wonder if there is cause to be worried no um (laughs) worried as far as getting nominated no because it still has the pga the wga and most importantly sag ensemble so it's you know it's it's got support from pretty much like the three biggest branches i just i'm starting to get this very scary feeling that black panther could end up with something like six seven nominations and it does not get the best picture nomination if still it gets seven nominations that's the same logic you're using for why you think first man will get in why would black panther not get in because of 90 years of academy history not nominating superhero films for best picture yeah i'm having dark knight flashbacks mm-hmm. yeah but dark knight didn't I, have up to 10 nominations i mean the, the, there is still passion for this dark knight had eight nominations which is more than I think Black Panther is going to end up with. So I've just been um, I've just been looking on Box Office Mojo, and Black Panther was actually the fourth highest grossing film in the UK last year. Oh, all right. So the fact that it still missed out on a lot of BAFTAs that it had a shot at was is a bit concerning. Do you think it could have been a case of everybody thinking that everybody else was going to put in a nomination for it, so they nominated something else? I mean, that's always a possibility whenever there's snubs. But the fact that it got snubbed so much across the board here, yeah. I don't I don't know if that was the thinking, really. I just don't think they liked it as much. So here's, here's a question. Maybe, Liam, you can shed some light on this. BAFTA in its history tends not to go for American films that deal with race as frequently um, and if they do, it's more of the three billboards and green book variety than something that they might perceive as more aggressive. Um, like, I guess like black Panther. And they also have a tendency to ignore 
black actors. You know, Denzel still has never been nominated. They love Black Klansman, but John David didn't make it in this year. So do you think that is a factor in them not taking the Black Panther? I mean, I've, I haven't really thought about it, but I mean, there's obviously a trend there. Um, I, I guess uh, these these themes just aren't quite as, as poignant to us as they are um, to American audiences. Um, so they, they, they don't carry quite the same... Uh, ideological impacts uh, over here. That's, that's all I can think. I mean, um, I've, I've, I don't see why they should miss out. I mean, but Black Klansman, great film. Black Panther, great film. Um, but you're right. BAFTA just seem to be kind of over- like Moonlight. Yeah, they they just clearly don't resonate. Yeah, like Moonlight only got I think three nominations, four nominations. It got picture, but I remember it missed Jenkins. It missed Derry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this year, um, Klansman though did land in a lot of areas and didn't get any you know glaring misses other than John David Washington, which depending on how you feel about that performance and where he showed up so far, uh, that's either a, a shock or it's it's not. So. I, I, I don't know. It, it actually makes me wonder, because of the strength that Klansman has shown and because of their track record, I mean, Beale Street only got, what, two nominations here? Um, it's making me question the strength of Klansman, actually, in the same way that because Moonlight was able to break through with BAFTA a few years ago, despite not landing everywhere, it, I think there is maybe a case to be made that Black Klansman's support is very, very strong. Um, let's keep going here, though. Editing, Bohemian Rhapsody, Vice, First Man, Roma, The Favorite. Bohemian Rhapsody showing up here. Uh, that's another film that, I mean, Liam, you were looking at box office totals before. Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, is the most successful film of 2018 over there in the UK? Um, it's actually fifth. Um, what? Oh, yeah. I thought I had overheard that it was, like, the most successful film over there this year. Um, no, I mean easy to to think that uh, i mean there's there's everyone's going crazy for it over here yeah but yeah i mean avengers mamma mia incredibles 2 and black panther all did better mamma mia <laughs> i'm yeah. glad to see that's in its rightful spot there you go but you know bohemian rhapsody showed up in more tech categories uh at bafta than i was definitely expecting and you know it got editing it got cinematography costume design hair and makeup i mean what are we looking at here? Are we looking at Bohemian Rhapsody translating some of those tech nominations over to the Academy and bringing in a larger nomination hall than we even are initially already expecting? Well, I think editing is going to happen. Um, I think there's a couple reasons. A, the editing is actually pretty flashy in the film. It's very B, flashy. I think there is something of a narrative of even among some people who like the movie that John Ottoman kind of salvaged the film. Mm. because they had such chaos and multiple directors and stuff. And there are a lot of people who say, oh, well, it was, it was saved in the editing room, so to speak. Uh, I, it's hit the ACE and it's hit BAFTA. I don't see why it wouldn't be nominated for editing at this point. And then sound mixing, I think, is a given too. We've got the CAS, and shows up here, and music films are like kryptonite for the Academy. <laughs> it, it, it can probably take a spot we thought was going to go to Poppins. Yeah. So I think it's going to get yeah. those. And then costume design could happen. Hell, makeup could happen. I mean, it could it could clean up below the line. I really don't want that makeup nomination to happen. I just, I don't want that so badly. 
I will I will use every bit of my willpower to put out vibes into the world of that not happening. And hopefully it will pay off. <laughs> Just like plaster pictures of teeth all over Twitter. Production design, Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, Roma. Any thoughts there? Oh, well, I mean, once again, Black Panther, I mean, should be there. Yeah. Whoa. Right, I think you can easily substitute Fantastic Beasts for Black Panther for your Oscar predictions, and that's probably a pretty decent five to predict right there. It's a solid five, and I don't know if it'll fully translate. Fantastic Beasts might still show up, and there are other films that got um, ADG uh, nominations that also could uh, show up, like Crazy Rich Asians could surprise and show up, for example, for production design. So I'm not sure. Uh, Cinematography... Bohemian Rhapsody again. Cold War, The Favorite, First Man, Roma. Will, feeling better about that First Man cinematography nomination? Uh, than I was a few months ago? Yeah. I mean, it hit ASC, it hit here. Uh, you know, there often is something that misses from the ASC lineup. And I do still think if anything from the ASC 5 misses... It would be first man, but the last mm-hmm. two years they matched five for five, and I don't think the BAFTA mention of Bohemian is going to make it over to the Academy. So something like Beale Street could still surprise, and if it does, the one that's going to miss is going to be first man. But no, I think I think there's a decent chance it happens now, yeah. Adapted screenplay, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, First Man, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star Is Born. The first man mention is something that I'm, I'm I'm very cautious about because it showed up at Critics' Choice for Adapted Screenplay. It showed up here for Adapted Screenplay. And somebody help me. Did it get WGA? No, it missed WGA. Oh, it did. Okay. All right. So then never mind. Well, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's getting into screenplay. You don't. Because it's got to fight Black Panther and it's got to fight stuff that has passion, especially among writers like Leave No Trace. Mm, yeah. I think this is something of a sign of strength, but it also suggests that BAFTA just liked it more than some of the U.S. ones. There is literally no reason it should have missed the WGA when Black Panther is not as big a contender as we thought and Josh Singer is a previous winner. WGA, like, though, loves comic books. They do – but they also like prestigious Oscar contenders even more. That is true. So, <laughs> yeah. Like why, why would previous winner Josh Singer miss unless that film screenplay wasn't quite as loved as it needs to be? Original screenplay, Cold War, Roma, The Favorite, Vice, Green Book. Cold War showing up. Yeah. Was not expecting that at all. I still need to see that movie. As do as do a lot of people, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I saw it yesterday, and it's a very spare script, very deliberate. Something about that movie is that they just boiled everything down to the essence for eighty eight minutes, and it's all there, but it's very spare. I've I got to say, uh, Cold War. When the London Film Festival was happening, they were pushing that hard. Like the publicists were out in force for Cold War. They were throwing screeners at absolutely anybody that wanted them. Um, like compared to some of the other films where it was it was much more modest. So I'm not entirely surprised that Cold War has done well if they've been pushing it that hard over here. Um, I, I, I don't see it translating necessarily. 
Best Director, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Powell Pawlowski for Cold War, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Three of these got DGA nominations, Cooper, Cuaron, Lee. Lanthimos really needed this after missing WGA. Really needed this. Paolo Kowski uh, is something that um, some of the heavy hitter pundits like Tapley and was it Feinberg, Will? Yeah, yeah. Feinberg and Tapley both have Pawlikowski getting in. And I think after this BAFTA nomination, it's that's something we got to take a little bit more seriously, I think, now. Absolutely. Supporting actress Amy Adams for Vice, Claire Foy for First Man, Margot Robbie, Mary Queen of Scots, Emma Stone the favorite, Rachel Vice the favorite. Where is Regina King? What is happening? How how is it that the two voting bodies that actually have crossover with the Academy, that SAG and BAFTA, do not nominate her? But yet she won the Golden Globe. She's probably going to win the Critics' Choice tonight. I mean, after sweeping the category all season long, like, I, 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 are we in a position now where we are going to predict Regina King to miss an Oscar? No, no way. No. It, it just really was- bothers me that once again. This entire supporting actress lineup is stacked with all white women. Mm. Why? Like, I, I just don't. Whatever. I it's it it bothers. There's just no reason for that anymore. I just don't think that that flies. Like it just. Well, could be could be the uh, the BAFTA effect that we talked about earlier. Yeah. And I'm pretty confident that that won't be the case at Oscars. It just sucks for BAFTA. Yeah. So I have to ask this question now because we're all wondering what's going to get that fifth slot at Oscar. Mm-hmm. Claire Foy has Critics' Choice, Golden Globe, BAFTA. Margot Robbie has SAG and BAFTA. Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place has SAG. Where are we going with this? Anyone? It's between uh, Robbie and Foy. And much as I don't want to, I think I have to predict Foy. I'm right there with you. Yes, welcome to Camp Foy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Best Supporting Actor, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet, Beautiful Boy, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice, repeating his Golden Globe nomination. I still do not buy that Sam Rockwell will get another nomination for Vice. I don't buy it. Well, he didn't get SAG. I mean, uh, if he had gotten that, then I would say yes. But... I- I really do think that it's only the international groups who have gone for Rockwell. And I think it's just kind of because, oh, it's Bush. I remember seeing this dumbass on TV. And it's just kind of funny for them to see this guy doing a funny Bush impression that I I don't know that American voters, where it's still a little more raw and personal, are necessarily going to go for that. I think it was kind of a novelty effect, and yeah, if he didn't get SAG when they obviously saw the film, and I think that's the most telling thing. Yeah, this is weirdly the least surprising place for him to show up. I mean, a lot I was of predicting him. predicting it exactly, but I don't think it's going to translate to Oscar. I think I can say that pretty confidently. So Sam Elliott has Critics' Choice. He has SAG. He missed Golden Globe and BAFTA. Michael B. Jordan got Critics' Choice. Black Panther is hopefully going to get a lot of Oscar nominations. What do we think here? I think so, the SAG five is our five. So Timothy's in, 
we're I yeah. mean, it just it feels he's hit so everywhere. I, I know, uh, I know, but <laughs> but also it's a bad movie. I'll discuss this more next week. I am going to definitely predict someone this year that has hit Critics Choice, Golden Globe, SAG, and BAFTA. Uh, will miss. And I do think that when you look at it, take a step back, Timothy Chalamet seems like the most likely person of all the people that have landed everywhere, I think, to miss this year. Because he stands to be the only nomination for his film. He's really working it, though. I mean, like, he already had some love from last year, but, like, he was on Ellen this week and is just charming the pants off of people. I think because he plays the room so well, I think he's going to get in. And that is something you can never discount is that people vote for you because they like you. And we all know that a lot of people like Timothy Chalamet. It makes me wonder how many Chalamaniacs are in the Academy. (laughs) Some, almost certainly. (laughs) Leading actress, Glenn Close for the wife, Olivia Coleman, the favorite, Viola Davis for Widows. Thank you. Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Where was the Widows Viola Davis love earlier when we needed it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And this is what I mean earlier when I say that BAFTA gave us more questions than answers because prior to this nomination, and I think still afterwards, be, just because of the lack of momentum, nobody was even predicting Viola Davis was going to crack a lineup anywhere. And, you know, by all accounts, Widows' buzz is just completely dead. Maybe save for editing, maybe sound editing. Um, I, I look at this nomination and I just I just see an example of well, BAFTA's being BAFTA, and I, I I mean, I have to consider it now a little bit, but I don't know. I think there's um, some Critics' Choice uh, nominees, mainly Tony Collette and Yalitza Aparicio, and of course, Emily Blunt, who did not get a nomination here, um, who will, I think, all stand a better chance than Viola Davis. How does Emily Blunt p- playing Mary Poppins <laughs> miss at the BAFTAs? How? Of, of all the organizations to, to snub Emily Blunt, uh, BAFTA was not the one I had. She all. could have gotten nothing else leading up till now, and I still would have predicted, predicted yeah. her for this. Mary Poppins Returns only got three nominations for costume design, production design, and music. That's another ding, 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 like warning flag, I think, that we all need to be thinking about, especially considering other places where it missed along the way. Um, This was definitely a detrimental blow to Mary Poppins Returns as far as Best Picture and being a nomination, you know, leader. Uh, Well, not like the number one spot, but just getting a lot of nominations on Oscar nomination morning. Yeah, I think of all the acting snubs on BAFTA nomination morning, this was the most telling as to the uh, possible unlikelihood of a nomination for Emily Blunt. Now you have to ask yourself, because Emily Blunt's having the best career, uh, best year of her career. Are they going to give her love and supporting for A Quiet Place? Are people going to nominate her in both? Is the fact that she keeps missing maybe in both because she's splitting votes where someone's nominating her in one place and not the other. I think that's what's happening here, personally. I think she's going to miss them both. I mean, it may just be because, ultimately, her performance in Mary Poppins is very good, but she's not given that much to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. You know, with someone like Yelitsa really picking up momentum, playing all over the town and stuff, and with Mary Poppins as a whole, as a film, just not playing that well to Academy members, apparently, because it's just... There's no reason it should have missed the PGA. I think she's just going to miss for both. And in 
2021 or something, people are going to feel particularly obligated to nominate her when she has a more Oscar-friendly performance. Like this, honestly, this would be a weird performance to nominate were it not for the fact that it's Mary Poppins. It's, it's essentially a supporting performance in the lead category, and it's charming but limited emotional range. I, I think that's just what's panning out. And then the Quiet Place performance is good, but it's not the kind of performance that they, they usually go for. And again, were it not blunt, I don't think it would be in the conversation at all. So I think she's going to have to wait about three more years. She should just won for a divorce Prada. And we would have not <laughs> be having discussion. Lead actor, Christian Bale for Vice, Steve Coogan, Stan and Ollie, Bradley Cooper, a star is born, Rami Malek, Golden Globe winner, Rami Malek, for Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Remember before when I said more questions than answers? They did not help us on the John David Washington, Ethan Hawke debate. We have no idea what Oscar is going to do there. At least I don't. Do, do either of you have an idea? <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, one theory I'm floating around is Viggo Mortensen possibly, possibly being, once again, one of the people that hits everywhere, but miraculously somehow does not get a nomination uh, on Oscar morning because they're more passionate about Klansmen or they're more passionate about Ethan Hawke's performance in First Reformed as for some reason everybody else seems to be. But these voting groups, <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, And with the controversy that hit Green Book this week, particularly after it won the Golden Globe, um, I think that this is an area where it might suffer. It's exactly what I said was going to happen once Green Book won Best Picture of the Globes. It was going to La La Land 3 Billboard's backlash, you know, tidal wave was coming. I don't know. Will, what do you think of my theory there? Drop Vigo, drop Steve Coogan, find room for both Hawk and John David Washington. I think that's possible. Again, a lot of this year has reminded me of 2012 or of 2011. Just in general, and one area that that could be manifested is best actor. You know, we were like, oh, well, I mean, there's DiCaprio. He's DiCaprio. The passion doesn't seem there, but he's probably going to get in. So we have to choose between either uh, Gary Oldman, the BAFTA nominee, or um, Demian Bashir. And then they both get in and somebody who's assumed to be a sure thing all season, namely DiCaprio misses. So, yeah, it's possible. I mean, like, the whole getting ranked number one thing is really going to have to come through for Ethan. He's going to have to show that there is passion among the voters. Yeah, you know, the more I think about it, the more I like that. Because I do think there is a lot of love for John David. It's, you know, it's not just because he's Denzel's son. Critics groups went for him, too. The film's strong. I may predict that, Matt. Best debut by a British director, writer, or producer. Uh, Liam, you can hopefully provide maybe some uh, insight with this because some of these I haven't heard of. Uh, Apostasy, Beast, A Cambodian Spring, Peely, Ray and Liz. And I I didn't mention the actual people. Apologies uh, for that. But in any event, (laughs) uh, Cambodian Spring, Peely, and uh, Apostasy. I I have not seen those, but I've seen Beast and Ray and Liz. I mean, to be honest, BAFTA go way out there um with this category um i couldn't tell you anything about any of these guys uh, mm. so it's it's anyone's guess who wins this well richard uh billingham for the writer director uh, of ray and liz if i remember correctly won at the uh biffa 
for independent uh, British uh, film awards uh, for this category, if I remember correctly. So that might be telling, but I, I would love if Michael Pierce could get it for Beast because I thought that was one hell of a film. Well, Beast was nominated for Best British Feature, so I'm sure it'll have the most eyes on it. Exactly. And Best British Film, Beast, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, McQueen, Stan and Ollie, You Were Never Really Here. Uh, I know we're not necessarily giving predictions uh, on this episode, but I just want to get a raise of hands. The Favorite or Bohemian Rhapsody here? Favorite. 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 I don't know. I'm stuck. <laughs> a, a part of me thinks they're going to reward Bohemian Rhapsody here so that they can give Best Film to The Favorite. That's a, I, I, that's a good theory. Otherwise, you know, are we going to have another year where the same film takes both Best British Film and Best Film? Or is something else going to win Best Film? I don't know. But I would, I would say The Favourite takes Best British Film. And then Best Film. Black Klansman, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma, and A Star is Born. And I also have to say, I think in a year of five, if we didn't have this whole five between ten nominee thing... I think these would be our five nominees for Best Picture. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. That's the BAFTA nominations right there. Very cool. Hello, everyone. This is JD from the In Session Film Podcast. Each week, we review the latest from Hollywood, California. Well, yes, Brendan. We also give top three lists. Okay. Yeah. Thanks again, Brendan. Additionally, you can hear us talk other movie news, trailers, varying movie series, or other interesting film-related topics, and even rants and raves of the week. That's correct, Brendan. On top of our main show, every Friday... You can also hear our extra film podcasts. Good job, Brendan. Thank you, JD. It's my goal to make you proud. You're the father, after all. <laughs> yes, and I'm very proud. Uh, you can listen to the In Session Film podcast on... iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or at InSessionFilm.com. Brendan, will you please let me complete just one... Nope. Oh, for heaven's sake. Listen to the In Session Film Podcast every Monday and Friday. Subscribe today and hear me verbally beat JD like a Cherokee drum. No, 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 no. That's not how this works, sir. Hey, no, you, you, no, no, you no. go cry at Midnight Special again, oh, okay? okay? That's what you're I good will. for. I will. You know what? And I'll do it while pummeling you. I'll do both at the same time. How are you going to pummel me? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't buy it. That's just how it works. <laughs> the BAFTA Awards will be held on February 10th. We'll have a contest put up for that. Uh, another thing that we actually do have a... Uh, contest up for is the Critics' Choice Awards, uh, which can be voted on until this evening before the show starts. Uh, we'll give our predictions on that in a minute. Before we get to that, though, uh, we do have a lot of the guilds that announced their nominees this week. I'm going to just rattle those off. Uh, the biggest one of all was DGA, which oof, this caused a bit of an uproar uh, this week. There was a lot, a lot of opinions being thrown out there over what people thought about this category. We had Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Peter Farley for Green Book, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, and Adam McKay for Vice. Thoughts? So, fairly, we a lot of us were actually predicting because it feels like a DGA nomination. Weirdly, yes. McKay, which who I think is actually more likely for the Oscar, was kind of the surprise. I think a lot of us were predicting uh, Yorgos Lanthimos instead. Yeah, I, I, a part of me believes that if you take out uh, Green Book here, replace it with the favorite Yorgos, I, I think that's our five. Um, Tom, what do you think? I think that's a very respectable five. Uh, I I still think that the directors uh, directors guild will be different because there's a lot of TV directors in there, 
And I think Farrelly might be looked a little more favorably with his comedy background for the DGA. But I think the Academy uh, directing branch is a little snobbier. And I can't imagine them. Well, I can't imagine them going for Farrelly, but but I, I think he might be the most likely uh, to be bumped for Lanthimos. Well, I have to ask, are you are you are you predicting Powell Powellkowski? No, I think there's love for him, but I just can't imagine two foreign directors getting in, foreign language film directors getting in. And ultimately, it's very, very hard to predict the lone director noms. I mean, they're, they're still exceedingly unlikely. Uh, I, I'm not going to have that happening. I think it's four of the five DGA nominees with fairly missing replaced by Lanthimos. That just feels right. Yeah. Uh, and then first-time director, always an interesting category to look at. We have Bo Burnham for Eighth Grade, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Carlos Lopez Estrada for Blind Spotting, Matthew Heinemann for A Private War, and Boots Riley for Sorry to Bother You. Uh, obviously, Cooper takes first-time DGA. Uh, but, I mean, that's a pretty solid lineup, all things considered. I know there was a couple of people saying, how is this Matthew Heinemann's um, first-time director? It's his first feature film. He, Yes, he has done documentaries before, uh, but this was his first feature, so that's why he showed up here. And um, moving on then from that, other guilds. Uh, costume designer guilds. We had uh, nominees here for Excellence in Contemporary Film, A Star is Born, Crazy Rich Asians, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Ocean's 8, and Widows. I was loving the Widows uh, guild love this week in unexpected places where I did not expect it to show up. Uh, This was one of them. Excellence in Period Film, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Mary Queen of Scots. An excellence in sci-fi fantasy film, A Wrinkle in Time, Aquaman, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, and The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. I think, just looking at it really quickly, just lo- just looking, Fantastic Beasts looks like the outlier here where I'm looking and I'm like, I don't see it anywhere. Was there anything else uh, that caught anybody's eye in terms of, well, didn't show up at CDG? Uh, a simple favor. I know it has no chance for the Oscars, but that contemporary film category is meant to award movies like this, you know, mm. ones that are set in modern times but have a flair uh, a fancy and you know noticeable costume design, and it was really really weird that I missed here. How is Mamma Mia? Here we go again. I know it's got two timelines, but how is that not period? They're weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. I mean, and, and like also just anything set in that. Like I Tanya is contemporary with them. It's that it's was ridiculous. Weird. Yeah. Uh, makeup and hairstylist guild. Uh, basically, the big takeaway I'll just say about that uh, was the films that got m- multiple nominations there were Vice, Stan and Ollie, and Black Panther. Uh, those were the three films that got, oh no, and Bohemian Rhapsody, actually. Oof. Showed up. Oh, wait, I'm not done. Mary, uh, Mary Queen of Scots, also. Oh, wait, there's more. Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> All righty. All right. That's it then. That's it. Those are the films that got uh, most nominations at the Makeup and Hairstylist Guild. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's a lot here. We talked about makeup before. It's tough. I mean, eh, best best thing, and I think we can all agree on this, I would say to everyone right now that's making their predictions for makeup, throw border in your predictions. And then the other two, just, I don't know, hope and pray. Suspiria <laughs> missed this guild, right? <sighs> Suspiria did not get a single nomination. Frankly, really bizarre. Very. That was upsetting. Yes, definitely. Cinema Audio Society. 
uh, nominees uh, for Audio Society for Sound Mixing, A Quiet Place, A Star Is Born, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man. So First Man, Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star Is Born, I mean, A Quiet Place, Black Panther. I, you know, as I'm looking at this, I, you know, that seems like it would be a five. However, Roma has got some of the best sound mixing I've heard this year by far. And I am struggling to figure out what gets knocked out here or does or does something get knocked out for it? Black Panther. Uh, ultimately, Cinema Audio Society loves to nominate comic book films, especially Marvel films. They nominate Guardians of the Galaxy. They nominated Wonder Woman. They nominated Doctor Strange, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 1. Uh, y- you know, they really like Marvel and... To date, only one Marvel film has been nominated for a sound category, and it wasn't sound mixing. It was sound editing. It was the first Iron Man. So especially with Black Panther showing some weakness, if something misses for Roma, it's Panther. All right. Now taking all that in for a moment here, last week's poll, we asked everyone, just to get a gauge on what's going on in the season, we asked everyone what was going to be the next Best Picture Oscar winner. Now, mind you, this might have changed uh, with the release of some of these nominations. But as of last week, this is what people were feeling. Leading the way with 96 votes, most people think A Star is Born is going to win Best Picture. In second place with 72 votes, Roma. And then there's a huge drop off to the third place. 37 votes went to Black Klansmen. Fourth place, The Favorite with 22 votes and then fifth place was black panther with 13 votes i mean i don't know uh i let's ask everyone right now hey you know knowing what we know so far about the guilds and everything else cody what is what 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 do you have in predicted for best picture today Uh, i don't know dude (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm still holding on to A Star is Born. You know, I mean, wins or not. I mean, it had a weird week with the Golden Globes and uh, it unperformed at BAFTAs. But it also has hit every single guild so far, 11 for 11. And that's got to count for something. Um, but, I mean, it just is not racking up the wins so far. If it wins SAG Ensemble, that'll be different, but I'm not predicting it. Uh, I'm still going with Star is Born, but Black Klansman is really kind of whispering in my ear. I I am currently predicting Black Klansmen. JC, what about you? Yeah, I have Black Klansmen. I still, I'm watching Roma today, so maybe that'll change. But right now, I'm really feeling Black Klansmen. Because if we go back all the way to when I was talking about, when I was thought for sure that Widows was going to be winning this award, we were talking about A Star is Born versus Widows in the categories of what that is. And now I'm just going to put Black Klansman in that place, and I, I'm, that's what I'm feeling. Liam? I feel like A Star is Born is going to take it, uh, but I hope it's Black Klansman. Will? Still thinking A Star is Born takes it. Tom? For, for me, I think Best Picture is a consensus choice as opposed to nominations, which is a passion choice. I think about A Star is Born has the consensus. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because I'm I I have a feeling a feeling in my stomach that despite Roma winning most Best Picture awards throughout the season from critics groups, I just have this weird feeling that A Star Is Born could win Critics Choice tonight, and I yeah for sure I I kind of hope I'm wrong. Um, not not nothing against A Star Is Born, 
I just, I'd like to see how how this all plays out. Because I do feel if A Star Is Born wins a Critics' Choice, I think that might be the start then of that sweep where it could then take PGA, do well at SAG, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Maybe even BAFTA for all we know. But at least if Roma wins tonight, it keeps things very interesting, I think. Uh, then for this week, we asked everyone in relation to the release of Glass, which I saw yesterday. Um, I'll have more to say on that at another time. <laughs> which is your favorite M. Night Shyamalan plot twist? The man who's known for his plot twists. Uh, nominees uh, for this poll are Devil, Glass, The Happening, Lady in the Water, Signs, The Sixth Sense, Split, Unbreakable, The Village, and The Visit. Cody? Uh, okay, so I am weirdly <laughs> of a champion of M. Night Shyamalan, and The Sixth Sense is by far his best movie. But I, I had to throw a vote to The Village. I'm a big, big um, fan of that movie, and I think the twist actually works really well. JC? Um, I hated The Village. It's one of Aww. my least favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> However, Signs is just such an underrated, awesome movie. And man, I'm all about that. Like when that there's like a scene at a birthday party and something walks past a window. All I'm going to say is <laughs> I still get nightmares about that. Okay, Liam. Yeah, I'm with JC. I think it's uh, it's, it's Signs for me. But I have to say, I'm, I'm very much against Shyamalan. I, I really don't like the guy. <laughs> Tom. Uh, the Sixth Sense was one of those movies where I saw it one day and I immediately came back and watched it the next day just to see if he played fair. And he did. So I'm going for the original. And Will. Gotta be the sixth sense. Yeah, it's gotta be the sixth sense for me as well. Um, it's almost a little unfair to say the sixth sense, but I just rewatched Unbreakable because uh, I did a marathon of Unbreakable, Split, then Glass, and I I still love Unbreakable's reveal at the end with Samuel L. Jackson. I think it yeah. plays very very well. Unbreakable was really good. Yeah, like even though it's not a um, holy shit like kind of a twist, it was a twist that made sense. And played into the film's themes, and I, I, I didn't feel like he was trying to cheat us or anything like that, or pull a fast one. Uh, but Sixth Sense, though, I mean, like, that's an all-timer. I mean, when we talk about, like, the best twist endings in movie history, uh, the Sixth Sense is right up there. Might be even the best, maybe. I don't, I'm not sure. But that usual suspects, I mean, pfft, who saw that coming? All right, so head on over to the polls. Let us know what you think is the best M. Night Shyamalan twist and let us know what you think of that. Uh, this week, we got a trailer for a film that is premiering at Sundance then we'll be dropping on Netflix shortly right afterwards. It's actually a new film from Dan Gilroy who gave us Nightcrawler and some movie called Roman J. Israel Esquire. Still one of the worst titles I've heard from a movie in ages. And this film uh, reunites him with Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo, also starring Tony Collette, John Malkovich. It is called Velvet Buzzsaw. Let's take a look at the trailer for this this one and give our thoughts. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. I'm hoping you find something to explain what's happening. Which one's better? One or two? Better or worse, no different. No different. I'm quite curious to know what you think. I think sober hasn't been good for him. Pierce was in the full bloom of alcoholism here. Exactly. Never should have quit drinking. No originality. No courage. My opinion. I can't save you. I found something. Who did these? They're mesmeric. A uh, guy upstairs, he died. And you just took them? He had no family or friends. I can make you rich. 
brilliant. Demand has people ready to kill. Have you ever heard of an artist named Ventral Dees? No, not in our records, and we have everyone. The artist used blood to create the reddish blocks. You ever notice anything about this painting? You look at it long enough, it moves. As I research these, I'm starting to think there's a disgust for the world of money. We spent decades in a psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane. There is some sort of power. Some spirit. It's connected to his art. <gasps> Truly goddamn strange is going on! This is a slaughterhouse. Are you aware that Dee's asked that all his art be destroyed? Help! Get rid of it. Box it off. I can't save you. People thought she was part of an exhibit. We're trending on Instagram. It's a major hit. What, what is Dan Gilroy doing with, like, what? I, I don't understand, like, the, the trajectory of this man's career. <laughs> it's so bizarre. This is such a weird trailer. And I just wonder if the movie will be just as weird. And I'm really glad it's coming out on Netflix because I'm not entirely sure that I would spend the money on the ticket to go see it in theaters. But I can't wait to watch it on Netflix. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is definitely in Okja mode here. <laughs> something something very strange is happening. <laughs> like, yo, his eyes are bugging in this. Like, more so than uh, that scene in the car and Stronger, where he's like, I showed up for you! <laughs> he's just going, like, <laughs> ape shit in this trailer. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a fan of it or not, but I mean, it's it's pretty wild. I am all in for this movie. <laughs> this movie looks like it was directed by me in a dream. I mean, <laughs> you got Jake Gyllenhaal, you got Tony Collette in a wig, you got people screaming again, their arms ripped off. I'm, I'm like making the t-shirts right now. I am so <laughs> excited for this movie. It looks ridiculous and campy and spooky. I can't fucking wait and somebody on uh, twitter uh right after the trailer dropped i i <laughs> one of my favorite reactions i saw to the trailer was i've watched this trailer three times and i did not once see a velvet buzzsaw somebody help me <laughs> <laughs> which you know adds a little bit of mystery to the title uh its significance and what it means um i do wish the trailer didn't reveal as much yeah i mean basically saw tony collette die yeah i i just yeah exactly i i kind of wish it didn't do that but I can't say it doesn't look interesting. And, and, and it's, uh, Malkovich is very, it's like one of the meatiest parts he's, it seems it suggests, I should say. Is is Malkovich going to be like exclusively working with Netflix lately? Like after Bird Box, now this, like what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> and, and in these uh, quasi horror film-esque movies too, on top of that, I, I just, I don't. I really didn't know what to make of this. I keep thinking that Dan Gilroy is going to deliver something great like Nightcrawler again. And I get the feeling that this is going to be yet another disappointment. I'm sorry, Cody, but 
tonally, it just oh, looks. I, I know it's gonna be bad. I can't wait. Oh, okay. You're you're in it okay. for the campy aspect more so. Oh, absolutely. You know, maybe that is what it is. Like, Will, did you get like a self awareness maybe from the trailer, like from Jill and Hall's performance and everything else that this is just going to be like a hammy, you know? I don't think that I saw self awareness, but I do think it'll be hammy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Now, we're going to give our Critics' Choice predictions. We'll do this very quickly. We'll do one category at a time. No extra commentary needed. It is this evening. I don't want to bore everybody, but I'm just curious to know what you're all picking. So, for best score, Green Book, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, Black Panther, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns. Cody. Beale Street. JC. First Man. Tom. Beale Street. Liam. First Man. (laughs) Will. Beale Street. Oh my gosh, I, I have to, yeah, I'm going with Beale Street as well, but I, I, I will say this, if First Man wins here, um, I think the race is over with Critics' Choice and Golden Globe wins, even though he didn't get BAFTA, so I think that'll be very telling, but if Beale Street wins here, uh, I don't know. Best song, All the Stars, Black Panther, Girl in the Movies, Dumplin', I'll Fight, RBG, The Place Where Lost Things Go, Mary Poppins, Shallow, A Star is Born, Triple O Light, Fantastic, Cody. Shallow. Is everyone shallow? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, moving on. Best foreign language film, Burning, Capernaum, Cold War, Roma, Shoplifters. Say it all together, people. Roma. (laughs) Best sci-fi or horror movie, Annihilation, Halloween, Hereditary, A Quiet Place, Suspiria, Cody. Quiet Place. Ooh. JC. A Quiet Place. Liam. A Quiet Place. Tom. A Quiet Place. Will. A quiet place. What the hell, guys? Am I the only one saying hereditary? Yes. Wow. Yep. You're you're just on that hereditary train all by yourself. I know, and I'm I'm with you there, Matt. I'm on that choo choo, but no, it's gonna be quiet. I I really did I really believe it's objectively the best horror film of the year. Ah. Well, doesn't matter see. about doesn't quality. Matter. <laughs> but these are critics we're talking here. No, I have to believe. They're not no, 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 no. Critics. It's also like the talking heads who appear on local news shows and stuff. It's so far more than just the actual critics who vote in Critics Awards. I mean, like, Lights Camera Jackson's a voting member. Like, you know, it's, it's a huge variety of people. Mm. But these extraneous categories, I always just look for whatever has got nominations elsewhere, and I think Quiet Place is the only one with nominations in other categories. Hereditary is nominated for Best Actress for Tony Collette! Um, I still think it doesn't matter. <laughs> God! Tony, I fought for you so hard this year. I want you to know that in case you're listening. Best Actress in a Comedy, Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins Returns, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Elsie Fisher, Eighth Grade, Rachel McAdams, Game Night, Charlize Theron, Tully, Constance Wu, Crazy Rich Asians. Does anyone not have Olivia Coleman? No. Yeah. Best actor in a comedy. Christian Bale, Vice, Jason Bateman, Game Night, Viggo Mortensen, Green Book, John C. Riley, Stan and Ollie, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool 2, Lakeith Stanfield. Sorry to bother you. Same thing. Do we all have Christian Bale for Vice? Yep. 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 Best comedy. Crazy Rich Asians, Deadpool 2, The Death of Stalin, The Favorite, Game Night. Sorry to bother you. Anyone not have The Favorite? Nope. Nope. No. All right. Best action movie. Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool 2, Mission Impossible, Fallout, Ready Player One, Widows. Ah, that's just wrong. (laughs) I'm sorry, JC. It's probably going to lose here. It's going to be Mission Impossible. No, Black Panther. Well, I've been, well, hold on a second. I think there is a debate here. I really do. 
But then again, I think it's the same debate I just made for Hereditary versus A Quiet Place, where objectively, yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout is clearly the best action film of the year mm-hmm. in terms of just being an action movie. But to Cody's point, nominations elsewhere, it's got to be plan- – uh, I-, I was going to say plan for – it's got to be Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Oh, that's sad. But hey, good for Black Panther. Best animated feature, The Grinch, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Anyone not have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? You don't think Incredibles 2? Not after uh, the lack of critics wins and, uh, you know, the fact that Spider-Man beat it at Golden Globes, I thought was also very telling as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was the most likely place for it to win, I think. And if it couldn't even win there, Incredibles 2, I mean. Yeah. I think it'll still win with the Academy, actually. Really? Yeah, just the Pixar mafia is so strong. But That's I think true. critics are the ones who went hard for bat to bat for Spider-Man. So I think the Critics' Choice Award have to. Mm-hmm. Best visual effects, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, Mission Impossible Fallout, Ready Player One. Cody. First Man, but it's very shaky. JC. <sighs> Black Panther? I don't even know. I'm mad. Tom. I have Avengers Infinity War. Liam. I'm going to say First Man. Will. Though it doesn't deserve this particular category, Black Panther. And I'm going with, I don't know why I keep doing this. This is like my argument for everything. Objectively, the best visual effects of the year, (laughs) Avengers Infinity War for me. I'll hold on to that until, yeah, like Will, for example, if Black Panther wins this tonight, um, I think I'm officially going to switch over to it finally for visual effects over Avengers Infinity War. I've been holding out hope all year, but I think that will finally be it for me. Yeah. Uh, the first man win would be pretty wild, and that would definitely shake things up if that were to happen. So kudos to you guys for predicting it. We'll see what happens there. Best hair and makeup, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Mary Queen of Scots, Suspiria, Vice. Cody. Black Panther. JC. Black Panther. Liam. Black Panther. Tom. Black Panther. Will. Black Panther. Wow. I thought there was going to be a little bit more variety there. I also have Black Panther. Best costume design, Mary Queen of Scots, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, Mary Poppins Returns, The Favorite, Cody. Black Panther. Jay-Z. Black Panther. Liam. The Favorite. Tom. An enthusiastic Black Panther. And Will. The Favorite. I, too, am going with The Favorite. Although... Out of all the awards Black Panther, I think, deserves to win, I think this is the one that it should, like, be walking away with. But I don't know. Best editing. A Star is Born, Vice, First Man, Roma, The Favorite, Widows. Cody. Uh, first Man? JC. I just, I'm not going to say Widows because I know it won't win, but fine. I'm going to go First Man. Tom. First Man. Liam. First man. Will. I'm actually going to say Roma. Explain to me. I just think the editing is flashy. I just think the average voter. So first off, um, I know a lot of these aren't the critics who are in the critics groups, but far and away the biggest factor in the critics editing scene this year has been Roma. And I think a lot of people associate flashy directing with editing in the same, you know, I know it's a slowly paced film. I know there's lots of long takes, show, 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 cut, show, 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 cut. But like at the same time, if they're voting for a director, 
they often just throw votes in editing. It just seems like the kind of thing that voters would assume has flashy editing or has good editing. It does have good editing, but without even really considering it or the competition. I just, I have a feeling because all the critics have gone for it. I think it has good editing too, albeit on the other end of the spectrum, where to your point, it's not flashy. It's more tranquil and deliberate in its cutting. And I think that that serves the purpose of what the movie's trying to do in terms of that hypnotic quality, where if it did have flashy editing, it would probably take us all out of the movie and not have that same effect on us. So if voters are thinking like that, like this is what makes Roma as good as it is, uh, and it's like essential for why we love it so much, I could see that, but I'm going to go with First Man. (laughs) (laughs) Best production design, Black Panther, Roma, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, Cody. The Favorite? Ooh, JC. Black Panther. Liam. Black Panther. Tom. Black Panther. Oh boy, Will. The Favorite. And I'm going with The Favorite as well. Cinematography, Roma, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star Is Born, Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man. Anyone not have Roma? Nope. Nope. Well, I haven't seen it, but fine. Roma, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Best adapted screenplay. Black Panther. Can you ever forgive me if Beale Street could talk? A Star is Born. First Man. Black Klansman. Anyone not have Black Klansman? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Best original screenplay. Eighth Grade. Roma. The Favorite. Vice. First Reformed. Green Book. A Quiet Place. Man, that category is stacked. Anyone not have The Favorite? Mm -mm. Nope. Okay. We're moving along. Best Director, Damien Chazelle, First Man, Bradley Cooper, Stars Born, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Peter Farley for Green Book, Yorgos Lanthimos, The Favorite, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice. Anyone not have Alfonso Cuaron for Roma? Nope. Acting by an ensemble, Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Vice, Widows, Cody. The Favorite. Liam. The Favorite. JC. I'm going with Widows on this one, and I don't care. (laughs) Tom. God love you, JC. That's your name. I'm I'm, going to go with the favorite. Will. Favorite. I'm going to go out on a limb on this one, and I too am going to say Widows, actually, as a surprise win, potentially. I love you. Yeah, I I expect to get this one wrong, but that's okay. Best Young Actor, Actress, Elsie Fisher, Eighth Grade, Thomas and Mackenzie Leave No Trace, Ed Oxenbould for Wildlife, Militia Simmons for A Quiet Place, Amandler Stenberg for The Hate You Give, and Sonny Suljic for Mid-90s. Anyone not have Elsie Fisher for Eighth Grade? Anyone going for Thomas and Mackenzie? I wish. Yeah. But no. Okay. She's probably going to attend tonight, too. So hopefully she gets to give a speech. That'd be great. Best Supporting Actress, Amy Adams for Vice, Claire Foy, First Man, Nicole Kidman, Boy Erased, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, The Favorite, Rachel Vice, The Favorite. Anyone not have Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk? Ooh, there's deliberation. I like it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everybody is just so set on The Favorite, so I'd be really surprised. And Regina King was, like, pretty much the only thing I liked about if Beale street could talk. So I would love for her to win that, but, um, I don't know. I, <sighs> are you, are you, are you referencing the, um, the, the rumblings that's been going on for Rachel Vice in the favorite? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been hearing a lot of people say too, they suspect she'll win critics choice and BAFTA. I, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't, I like, cause it's, it's like a narrow, like a late breaking narrative that I, I don't, I don't know if I buy into it because it's so late breaking. 
but this just seems to have Regina King written all over it in terms of how she's just swept the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would love for her to win. I would be very happy if, if she won, so. All right, so everyone's got King. Okay. No, that was a question. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Supporting actor, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet, Beautiful Boy, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther, Cody. Friend of the podcast, Richard E. Grant. JC. Adam Driver. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Liam. Do you know what? I'm backing Adam Driver as well. Whoa. Okay, Tom. Back to sanity. Richard E. Grant. <laughs> and Will. She either died or moved to the suburbs. I can't remember which. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sticking to my, my fury still. Ali Globe, Grant, Bafta, Critics' Choice, SAG, Oscar, Elliot. We'll see if there's a break anywhere. Will anyone start to get nervous if Mahershala Ali wins this too? Yeah. Well, yeah isn't that all probably end up predicting him? Yeah. <laughs> Best Actress, Yalitia Aparicio for Roma, Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins Returns, Glenn Close, The Wife, Tony Collette, Hereditary, Olivia Coleman, The Favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Cody. Coleman. Tom. Coleman. JC. Lady Gaga. Liam. Coleman. Will. Coleman. I'm going with Glenn Close. <sighs> Once again, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I my gut says Coleman. My gut really does say Coleman. So does my brain too. But I I look at, and I know this has happened before. The last time it happened was Michael Keaton for Birdman. I I'm having a hard time seeing Olivia Coleman get up and give two speeches in the same night for comedy and for this. That's my only my only thing. Mm-hmm. And last year we did not expect Sam Rockwell and Alice Janney to win at Critics Choice after they won at we expected the critics to go for the who they had been going for all season with Defoe and Metcalf. And I'm just after that globe went for close, I'm just I don't know. I'm just I'm feeling it for some reason. So Best Actor, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, Willem Defoe at Eternity's Gate, Ryan Gosling, First Man, Ethan Hawk, First Reformed, Rami Malik, Bohemian Rhapsody, Vigo Mortensen, Green Book, Cody. Cooper, I think. JC. <sighs> I think Cooper. Tom. Please, God, Ethan Hawke. Liam. Bradley Cooper. Will. Please reflect this in our official predictions. I'm changing it to Cooper. Okay. Mm. All righty. Hey, listen, I gave you a lot of credit for picking Hawke, actually. I really did. But I, the love just doesn't seem to be there for that film overall for some reason. And it's well, it was me. realizing that it's not just the critics we think of as voting. You know, it's, it's yeah. like dude on cbs 27 in iowa who are voting as well so how much because i'm predicting cooper as well how much are we predicting cooper because we just don't hope it's malik again i'm predicting him because otherwise and this is a spoiler for the next category but i don't have it winning anything else but shallow So nobody, nobody else thinks that Rami Malek could sweep after yeah, the Globe win? I absolutely think he could because some of those same people I just mentioned in Iowa probably really like Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. Be nice, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther, Black Klansman, The Favorite, First Man, Green Book, If Beale Street Could Talk, Mary Poppins Returns, Roma, A Star Is Born, Vice, Cody. Roma. Liam. Star Is Born. Tom. Roma. 
JC. Black Klansman. That's why you're picking Adam Driver. <laughs> Will. Roma. And I, too, am picking Roma. We'll see what happens tonight, everyone. It should be fun. And now, with all that out of the way, uh, one other thing we have to give our quick predictions on. PGA. Uh, so the PGA Awards are being held this week. And the nominees there for Best Picture are Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, A Quiet Place, Roma, A Star is Born, Vice. Cody. I have a weird feeling it could be Green Book. JC. For this one, I'm kind of stuck between Roma or Green Book. Liam. Uh, Roma. Tom. It's a killer. I'm going to say A Star is Born. And Will. A Star is Born. I, too, am going to go with A Star is Born here. Um, I will say, too, you guys all probably remember this. Last year, this week, uh, Shape of Water surprisingly won Critics' Choice for Best Picture, won the PGA, and statistically speaking, that was what it needed to go all the way, at least from a stats perspective, at least, you know, in terms of if you were going to predict it or not. Um, the combination of those two is pretty, pretty rock solid. So I would be definitely on the lookout to see if a uh, film wins both this week. So Producers Guild of America, uh, those awards will be ha- uh, will be held on January 19th. That is this Saturday? Friday? Yes. Yep, Saturday. that's this Saturday. So we'll know the winner when we come back on for next week and we deliver our final Oscar nomination predictions. Okay, uh, because we are running a little long here, I'm going to actually skip the uh, Hotel Mumbai trailer, which we were going to discuss Dang here. It, I like that trailer. I, I do too. And we can give, uh, you know, just brief. Hey, it, it looks like it's very dramatic. Looks like it's filled with tension. I hope it's not torture porn. And I hope torture that it... I, seriously, I really do. Because <laughs> it, it could be like Detroit, you know, where it just bashes you over the head with how miserable and like awful it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a feeling it will actually be a little bit more graceful than that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm all there for the cast, too. The, having a yep. diverse cast is pretty awesome, especially with some character actors that we've seen in other films before looking like they have some prominent roles here. So that's really cool to see. All right. So last bit here now on the show, and then we can all go. We have some fan questions, some stuff that we didn't bring up that people want to know. Okay. Uh, Richard Houlihan. Regina King has been snubbed by SAG and BAFTA. These are the same precursors that didn't nominate Sylvester Stallone for Creed, yet we kept calling him the frontrunner all season. Is King no longer winning at the Oscars? Yeah, I think she can still win. I want to see how uh, Rachel Weisz performs the rest of the season. Anyone else have anything to add? It it seems to me that Weisz is the uh, person who's breaking away in supporting as opposed to Emma Stone. Um, I wouldn't count out Amy Adams, though. We touched upon this briefly. HLVD Movies asks us, do you think Green Book will be impacted when it comes to nominations after the scandals that it suffered this week? Yes. <laughs> yeah, nomination-wise. I think nomination morning is going to be where we see the kind of death knell for Green Book, if that makes sense. Kind of similar to last year when Billboard's misdirector. I think it you know, has a good chance of just getting four nominations and just really not showing a lot of love spread around. I have it getting three now. Picture Ali in the screenplay. I'm not dropping video until proven otherwise. I just think it is kind of just a, a, a guess if you drop him, to, to be honest. Um, 
I just don't think the um, evidence is there for that. No, 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 it's definitely not. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, another scenario which makes maybe a little bit more sense given the news of this week is picture Vigo and Ali, the screenplay and oh, director yeah. I mean, don't happen. If they want to, you know, focus on the controversy. Screenplay definitely can miss. We'll see. Uh, Benjamin Cooper asks us, I would love to hear you talk about ties. I know it's never going to happen, he wants to preface by saying, but just indulge the idea of any potential ties in what categories. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't know. Uh, score? I wish that uh, Hurwitz and Brattel could share it, honestly. If Black Panther and the Favorite tied for costume, I'd be a very happy boy. They're completely different types of costumes, but they're both really well done. That's a good one. I, well, I don't know if I would like to see this, but I just think of the last big tie, which was Catherine Hepburn and Barbara Streisand. And uh, Glenn Close and Lady Gaga might be a parallel. Ooh. Bye, Twitter. See you later. <laughs> Seriously, there's very similar narratives going on there. That's that's interesting. Will, what about you? What would you like to see a tie between? Um, I honestly can't say. <laughs> can't or you just don't know? Don't even know. I'm not that passionate about most of the films in the Best Picture race this year. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, I don't like how this season has shaped up either. We got to make do. Uh, Andrew Purr. Oh, boy. Do you think Glenn Weiss can save the Oscar telecast and prevent a repeat of the 1989 show? I think the telecast was ruined the moment they said they're not presenting all the awards. There's no recovering from that, no matter how decent the actual award show is. Yeah. Does anyone have confirmation now if now that they are going hostless this year and just bringing in major presenters, if they are still committed with that freed up time to keeping the awards off the air during the commercials? I haven't heard any word to the contrary. So I think so. It's been very interesting that Donna Gelati and Glenn Weiss have it's been radio silence from the Oscars. They have not commented on anything. And I'm just wondering what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, John, EW.2480. Can we say that Kidman missing a nom for Ivor Destroyer or Boy Erased would be one of the biggest disappointments of the year, especially considering she's also in the number one and number two box office films currently for two other films? She's had an amazing run as of late. She deserves better. She always deserves better. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's like the worst thing to happen this year, but... I do love Nicole Kidman, and I've met her, and she's a sweetheart. I'd love to see her nominated. Mm. Michelle Faust asks, from her Golden Globe win, it is clear that Glenn Close is winning the the Oscar for Best Actress, correct? And uh, how could you see her still losing, and if so, to whom? Is Lady Gaga done? I will say that the Golden Globe was Lady Gaga's easiest win. Everything else now, complete struggle. And... The fact that that speech that she gave happened right before ballots went out, oof. I mean, let's put it this way. If we were doing winners this week, I'd say it's a different story. But anyone saying that Glenn Close is not going to get a nomination, I think is kidding yeah. themselves at this point. Um, yeah, I, I was one of the people saying that Gaga has the easiest path to victory at the Globes. Um, but we always say, do not use the Golden Globes to predict your winners. We always say that. That being said, I am predicting Glenn Close to win the Oscar. <laughs> she looks so uh, surprised 
that I thought, oh my God, this speech is going to be a mess. And what a great speech just before voting started. Oh man. Uh, I don't know whether she came prepped, but whatever it was, it worked. The speech did more than her win, I think, I would imagine. Completely brought the house down or brought the house up to its feet, standing ovation mid-speech. You don't see that happen that often. Michelle Fowles, final question he sent in two. Since the top four contenders for Best Actress seem like locks, I'm going to add quotes around seem, between Tony Collette, Emily Blunt, Galizia Aparicio, Rosamund Pike, or Nicole Kidman, who do you think will take that fifth slot? Cody. I have been saying it for months. Aparicio feels like the um, quiet foreign performance that usually sneaks in just on Oscar nomination morning. I've been predicting her since October, and I'm predicting her today. Does anyone else have another theory? Okay. That is a preview of our Oscar nomination predictions episode for next week, episode 126. It's going to be a doozy, everyone. So thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 125. We look forward to the Critics' Choice Awards tonight with great anticipation and everything else that is happening throughout awards season. For where they can follow everyone here, Cody, tell everyone where they can follow you on Twitter. You can follow me at CodyMaster91 and follow my horror movie podcast at Halloweeners Pod. JC Aldridge. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JC Aldridge. Liam Heffernan. You can find me at This Is The Heff. I love that. This is the half. <laughs> Tom O'Brien. Much more boring. You can find me on Twitter at, at Thomas E. O'Brien. And Will Mavity, with all the parties and all the awards and all the stuff that you're going to lately, man, tell everyone where they can follow you to get some of this Inside Scoop content. You can find me on Twitter at Mavericks Movies. And then before we go and before I give my sign off, I'm going to ask each and every one of you very quickly if you can name right now one FYC, hey, Academy members that may be listening, vote for this person in this category or vote for this film in this category. What would it be? Cody Derricks. Yalitza Aparicio. It is a masterful performance in mostly long takes from a first time, not just actress in a movie, but in any medium. She is phenomenal. Vote for her. Liam Heffernan. A Quiet Place for Best Picture. Ooh. Fantastic work by John Krasinski. Greatly executed. It was a potentially a gimmicky film that was done exceptionally well. It deserves so much more credit than this game. JC Aldridge. This isn't a surprise. Viola Davis, Widow's Best Actress. She flips inside out in that film, and she deserves it. Tom O'Brien. Even if you've never been to Hooters before, please, please consider Regina Hall for Support the Girls. It's a heartbreaking performance. Will Mavity. Russell Hornsby and The Hate You Give. I wish, man. I really wish. Yeah. Breaks my heart. And I will say... A24, Ethan Hawke, best actor for First Reformed, First Reformed for original screenplay, eighth grade for original screenplay, and Tony Collette for best actress for Hereditary. A24, I don't know what happened this year, but I'm going to beat the drum as hard as I can for as long as I can until I have nothing left. 
With that said, you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much for listening to episode 125 of the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, newly on Spotify. And if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, head on over there, rate us five stars. We really appreciate the feedback. So if you can leave a comment too, let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate that level of support. And if you want to support us even more, head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you can get some exclusive podcast content from us. For example, we have reviews coming for this new season of True Detective, Big Little Lies Season 2, and the final season of Game of Thrones, all coming to you for Next Best Series. That'll be all part of Patreon. So if you want to get some of those episodes from us, let us know. Head on over there and subscribe for $1. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. Thank you